everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I originally did this show and many others as videos on my YouTube channel, and that's youtube.com forward slash psychic tea. I will put the link in the description. I hope you will follow me over there as well. I do lots of shows just like this one, plus psychic readings, paranormal hauntings, and much more. So again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed it, then please give me a like. It's T and welcome to my paranormal story time. Now if you're not already and you'd like to be, I would love for you to subscribe and don't forget to hit that notification bell so you'll be notified whenever I upload next. I'll be uploading all my paranormal videos from now through October 31st and then I'll be doing a huge vlogween on my vlog channel. So if you'd like to check that out, the link to my vlog channel will be in the description below. And also, if you enjoy these type of videos, don't forget to give this video a big thumbs up. So let's get started. Okay, so this video goes back all the way when I was a child. And right when I got adopted. So for a lot of you that don't know much about me, I actually was adopted. But I didn't get adopted until I was 10 years old. I was actually almost 11. I think it was like two weeks before my 11th birthday. Well, we lived in a river camp at the time because my adopted parents were having a house built way out in the country. Now, if you're from where I'm from, you know where Darmstadt is. And it was way out there on Weiss Road, all the way out there to almost you get to the end of Darmstadt. And that's where we were building a house. So until then, we were living at a river camp. Well, not very much went on at like this river camp. It wasn't very old. And my grandparents had owned it they were the only ones that had really had it so not much was going on as far as like spooky or energy or anything now mind you I have seen spirits my whole life and ghosts but I'm so used to that as far as what I mean I mean like negative things or bad things or scary things would happen now before I got adopted I did not say anything to my adopted parents about having these abilities or having gifts. Now, once I did get adopted, there was no going around it. They basically figured it out that something was wrong. So, I'll take you to when we very first moved into our house that very first night. Okay, so we had like a, I guess, tri-level house. There was like a big basement that was like... Um, finished out, you know, and had like a bedroom, wet bar, living room, all that good stuff. And then when you went upstairs, it had like another living room and then like a chef's kitchen and a dining room and, you know, the master bedroom with bath. And then you went upstairs again, and that's where me and my brother's rooms were. Now, my room was here, my brother's room was here, and there was a bathroom in the middle. But we each had a part of the attic that we used as our playroom. So my brother's uh, entrance to his attic was right outside his bedroom door. So he would come out of his bedroom and go into his. And it was like a full-size door. And then it was like a triangular cut-off piece of attic that, you know, he'd put like toys in and stuff. Mine was inside my walk-in closet. So you'd be in my bedroom. You'd go in my walk-in closet. Then there was this little door. Y'all know about the little attic doors. I had this little attic door that would go into the same as his, like a triangle cut off room. And I had everything in there. I had my um, 
doll houses, my dolls. I had everything in there, okay? Now, the problem was, is that somehow the house that we built was on top of another house that had burned down. Well, nobody told us, apparently. They didn't even know. They just bought the land. They didn't even know why the land was just bare. It was just a bare piece of land because you can go out in the country and you can buy bare pieces of land all day long and you don't know ever know what was on there. But we didn't know, okay? So the very first night I spent in my bedroom, I had these two windows that looked out into the woods. Now, the back of our house had like decks that went down and then there was like a backyard that had like a garden and then landscaping and then there was an enormous woods. Now this is woods that hadn't been cleared out. You know, now if you go to where I live, they've cleared all that out and there's like another house sitting there. But when I lived there, that was all woods all the way straight back for like ever, okay? We had neighbors on the side and then there was like a horse farm across from us and then the whole back was nothing but woods. Now, now, where my bedroom was, you could look out and see the whole backyard, plus the woods. Well, <laughs> my brother would play this game. He was, like, really into Boy Scouts, and he would take his flashlight. He had this flashlight that would go, like, clear green and red. Y'all know the Boy Scouts flashlights that would, like, change colors. Well, he would go out in the woods right when it was bedtime. And my mom never knew he did this, but right when it was bed, and Well, at the time, she didn't know. She knows now, but she never knew then. He would go out in the woods and he would sneak and he would throw like these pebbles like at my window and I would look out my window and he would turn on that red flashlight and blink it and scare me to death because I'd be like, oh my God, something's in the woods, something's going to get us, you know, oh my God. Well, he did that for probably the first week we lived there until I finally told my mom because I couldn't take it anymore. He, he was scaring me and it was making me mad, so I told my mom. And she told him to stop. Don't do it no more. He'd get a whooping. Yeah, back then we got whooping, Joe. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he didn't do it again, right? For like ever. Well, about two, three weeks had went by. And here was the pebbles at my window. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to be in so much trouble, right? Because he was told not to sneak out and do that. And at this time it was like midnight. I mean, he ain't got no business being outside at no midnight. I promise you. So... I looked out, and there was that light, and I thought, oh, my God, he's going to be in so much trouble. So I was going to go lock his bedroom door, and I was keep, I couldn't go downstairs because I'd be caught. So, but I was going to lock his bedroom door because back then you had, like, remember those doors that, like, locked on the inside, but on the outside you had to use, like, that flat little screwdriver key, like little bathroom doors to get in? Well, that's what our bedroom doors had. So I locked it from the inside and shut it because I knew that he would have to come find the key. So I would do that like all the time. It would make him so mad. So that's what I was going to do. I was going to go run and lock and shut his bedroom door. So I sneaked over across the hallway to be quiet. You know, be real quiet. And went over there to shut his door and he was in bed sleep. <laughs> I crap you not, you guys. He was in bed sleep. I don't know what is going on at this point, okay? So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay... It's probably one of those people that I see. Now, back then, mind you, I'm 10 years old or 11 years old at this point. I don't know what ghosts and spirits are. No one ever told me. I just figured they were like people that would bother me. I figured everybody saw them and just didn't talk about it. So I figured it was, oh, it's those people again that like bother people. 
it didn't occur to me that this is not normal. I just figured nobody talked about it and nobody cared or whatever. So I said, oh, great. It's one of those people. And so I'm just going to go in my bed and put the covers over my head. So, again, the rock kept hitting my window. And I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? Because I know it's not him. But I still get out of my bed, creep to his room, and he's still in bed. So I'm like, okay, what do I do? Is, is there a serial killer out there? Is somebody going to kill me? Or is it one of those weird people with the weird eyes, you know? Because that's what I called them. I didn't know what they were. So I said, okay, I'm going to look out the window. When I looked out the window, there was this woman, okay? And she, I don't know what was going on. Her face was like green. We had porch lights and back deck lights, and this is why I could see. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have been able to see nothing. But she looked like she had a green face. And I could only see it when, like, she turned toward the light. It looked green. But if she looked away, it looked like it disappeared. But if she looked toward the light, it was, like, green. It was so weird. So I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I, I thought somebody was in the yard playing a joke or I didn't know because I couldn't tell it at night and in the dark if it was one of those people, like those ghost people, or if somebody was, like, really, you know out there trying to hurt me so what I do I went downstairs to wake up my mom <laughs> not a good idea we had a really mean dad I mean he was really cruel to us so he was asleep next to her and I was terrified to wake her up but I had to because I thought somebody was in the yard so I went and I woke her up and she screamed so loud I guess she thought there was a burglar in the house or something so she wakes him up he starts yelling at me going off acting crazy go to bed you know all that crap and uh the next day I told my mom, I said, somebody was in the yard. Somebody kept throwing rocks at my window. Something is not right. You need to figure out what is going on. So my mom goes in the backyard. There's nothing there. There's nothing going on. I've lost my mind. I was just dreaming, you know. And again, this is before they knew I had any type of gift. Uh, back then they called it a curse, by the way. Still do, some of them. Mostly here. Bible Belt. And so she was like, you know, just don't get out of bed, try to get back to sleep the next time, you know, just don't look out the window. So she comes up before I go to bed and she closes all my curtains and she leaves my door open. I guess she's thinking at this point I'm going to like try to go outside or something. And she's like, you know, I'll leave my door open so you don't have to come down. In other words, don't come down and wake your dad up. That's basically what she was saying. Don't bother me tonight and don't piss him off. So whatever it is, you deal with it. So I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to bed tonight and I'm not going to worry about the green-faced lady. Obviously it was a dream or something or I'm tripping or whatever, even though I never went back to sleep that night, right? So the next day I get up and I go to school and I'm telling my friend on the bus and she's like, oh, it's probably those people that died in your, in your house. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, because she lived, like, down the street from me. I guess her parents and her grandparents and everybody had lived there forever. And mind you, we had just built the house. So we were, like, just there. She said, oh, yeah, two years ago, the family that lived there burned to death in their house and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? So I go home. 
and I tell my mom this story and she's like oh they're just trying to scare you nobody lived here nobody died here you know and all this other nonsense and I'm like okay but that's what everybody's saying and they all like lived here so I you know I don't know what's going on and so you know so I go to school the day that next day now that night nothing happened right of course I stayed up most of the night but nothing happened and then the next day I went to school and I asked my teacher about it. And my teacher was like, yes, you know, it was horrible. We all knew about it. And I'm like, what? And I'm like, can you please tell my mom because she doesn't believe me and we live like where that house was. And she was like, oh, well, honey, I'm sure there's no big deal. You just built a house and, you know. And back then nobody believed in that stuff. Let's get that straight. Nobody believed in that back then. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, Anyway, she did call my mom and tell her that I had came with her with some concerns and I was worried about something. And so what do you think happened? I got in trouble for saying anything. I got in trouble for making it a big deal and blah, blah, blah. And I think come to find out my dad did know about it. He just didn't tell my mom because, you know, he wanted the land. He got it cheap. So that's what happened. So anyway, about a whole nother week went by. Nothing happened. Well... This time it was worse. It was about a week later and I went to sleep and I heard the rocks. Well, you know, I tiptoed to my brother's room first because I wanted to see if he was in his bed, right? And he was. So, well, this time I woke him up. I was not doing this by myself. I woke him up and he, me and my brother were really close. You know, he would never yell at me or get mad at me or anything. We were like really close. And so he was like, what's wrong? I was like, there's somebody outside my window. I know there is. So he comes in the room with me. And we're looking out the window. And he's like, where? And there the lady stood. Green face, everything. I said, oh my God, there she is. And he was like, where? I was like, right there. Do you see her? And he was like, no, where is she? I was like, are you crazy? And I said, it's one of those people. And he said, what people? I said, those dead people that walk around and try to scare you all the time. He said, you see dead people walking around scaring you all the time? I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, nobody else sees that. And I'm like, what? Nobody can see that? And I was blown away. Because let me tell you something, mind you, before this. I had been in 19 foster homes. I never brought this up to anybody. Most of the foster homes I was in were, were, were really cruel to us. They were mean to us. They abused us. So I'm not going to talk to these people about anything. So this was like the very first time that I was comfortable enough to say something to somebody, anybody, you know. But that was the first time that I realized that nobody else could see. Even going to school up until that point, I went to so many schools starting and stopping. I really didn't have any friends. So I really didn't have anybody to talk to or even tell because of that. So I was basically blown away. This was like news to me that like nobody else could see these people but me. It was freaking me out so I was like oh my god what's happening he was like you need to tell somebody I was like no I'll get in so much trouble well about two days later after another night of the woman being under my window and I was going crazy couldn't take it anymore 11 years old about to lose my mind now mind you before this I had seen ghosts and spirits my whole life but they never bothered me they never 90% of the time I slept with my head under the covers I still do. So that's the only way I was ever able to sleep. This one particular situation caught my attention because, like I said in the beginning, I thought it was my brother. Well, at this point, I thought that 
that one of these spirits were out to kill me, out to get me. Like, they knew I could see them, and they were going to hurt me because of it. Like, I, did, I wasn't supposed to be in this world or something. Like, I was supposed to be dead, or maybe I was dead and people could just see me. I was very scared at this point because I was a child and I didn't know what was going on. So, like I was saying, a couple days later, after about two nights of that, I sat down and I did tell my mom. I told her everything and that I was scared and my dad had was a firefighter so he worked like 24 hours like and then he was off and then he worked 24 hours so he was actually off um, the day before so I knew he'd be gone for two days so I was like I have to tell my mom so I set her down and I told her everything and she didn't think I was making it up but she did think that I had something psychologically wrong with me. So she started taking me to therapists and I was telling the therapist the same thing that I was seeing people that weren't there and nobody else could see them and then it went on and on and on. Well, once I started seeing therapy and they put me on Ridlin, I don't know what that was about, I don't know what that was supposed to do. It didn't do anything actually, except made me sleep a lot. Um, it calmed down a bit. I think because I slept so much. Medicine had me so tired that if I wasn't in school, I was like sleep. It, it, it just really messed me up. And uh, it got to the point where I learned to stop talking about it, stop saying anything about it. That woman continued to come to me for probably the next year and a half before this happened. She was always outside my bedroom window. She was always out there with the green face she never did anything else but that so it got to a point where I just realized she was there and I would just go to sleep and carry about my business and not say anything to anybody until this one night we were getting ready to move into town because my dad had took a job with the city and we were getting ready to move in town he was becoming like administrative chief of the fire department and we had to move like closer to like the civic center so we got this big house on Mesker Hill, right? And we were getting ready to leave way out in the country and move like 40 minutes in town. I mean, because we lived like far out. We were still in like the city, but we were on the outskirts of the city. And so we moved into town and or we were getting ready to move into town. It was like two nights before we were getting ready to leave and all our stuff was packed up and everything was there. And that night I was just so grateful to get out of that house. I was over it and done with it. Well, that night I felt something weird. Like somebody was in the room. You know how you like hear creaks or like somebody walking and like you think somebody's like in your room. Well, most of you probably can't see it, but I usually wake up and see something crazy. But she was in my room and this time she had one side of her face green and one side of her face was normal and I crap you not people she sat on the edge of my bed and talked to me for a whole 30 minutes maybe 40 before I finally just fell asleep and don't remember her leaving and then after that I never saw her again but what she said to me at 11 years old that I couldn't possibly know is what made my mother believe I had abilities. She told me that she was not the lady that had died in the fire there. She was my mother's grandmother who had the same name as my mother. And because she was hateful to my mother in life, she didn't believe she was allowed to come into 
the house because my mother had basically just been done with her whole family up until then except she did talk to my grandma but everybody else she was kind of done with and didn't really talk to so my grandmother told me all this stuff when my mom was young where they had chickens where they they had to walk where they lived you know she told me all this stuff that morning I woke up and on the way to school because mind you we lived out in the country so the school was about 20 minutes from my house or well 15 minutes from my house I sat there on the way to school and told my mom everything this lady had told me. And I asked my mother, you know, if she believed me. And she said that she did. Actually, she kept me home from school that day. She was so consumed with what had happened that she didn't want to send me to school scared I might say something to a teacher or somebody. But when we got home, she told me, that um, she had got a hold of something and got real sick, like food poisoning or something. And that might have been the green I saw. I don't know. You know how they say when you're poisoned, it's kind of green, but it's not really green. It might have been more like a symbol type thing of how she died. But I told her all this stuff that she had told her, like how they lived in the city and how they had built the house and and how um, in the 20s and 30s that they had all lived with my with her which would have been my great her her grandmother my great-grandmother lived all with her in one room house and she had chickens in the back and how and how where we live now was wasn't a street but it was like farm area and stuff and and just stuff I couldn't have known. I told her my great-grandfather's name. I told her all this stuff. And she was so floored that she didn't know what to do. Well, she took me off the Ritalin, thank goodness, um, because that was really messing me up. And she told me not to tell the therapist that she just wouldn't take me anymore. And then she told me that she understood and that Unfortunately, I would not be able to share my gift with anybody or talk about this experience with anybody but her because people where we live are very um, unbelieving and this type of stuff here is considered like Satan worshiping and so not to say anything. And so I didn't tell anybody but her about that particular experience. But I did get in trouble a lot for saying things to teachers at school like, oh my God, you know, your your dead aunt wants me to tell you this. And the teacher would freak completely out, call my mom, and my mom would be like, what I tell you? Stop doing that. And that was basically on and on until I got in about eighth grade and I realized that people don't take well to my messages. <laughs> I called him my messages and so I couldn't do that anymore because that was not a good thing to do and that I had a gift to see things that nobody else could see and that didn't make them bad or good it just meant that I could see them and other people couldn't and if I ever felt scared or threatened by one that I could come talk to her and that she would listen and try to help me through it so yeah, so that is my very first scary paranormal experience in my life. And yep, 
it's a true story. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I've got a lot more stories to tell this week. Plus we'll be going to some cemeteries and some haunted places. And so yeah, I'll be doing my haunting videos all the way through the 31st. And again, if you want to see my big vlogoween on Halloween night, check out my vlog channel. The link is in the description below. Thanks everybody for watching. Don't forget to give me a big thumbs up and I'll catch you in the next video. Coming soon. Bye.